When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We're here, we're queer, who cares? I'm Elliot Glazer. And I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. Textual healing. So, you know, this topic came up um, recently about getting older. And I forget if we mentioned this on the podcast or on our Patreon. By the way, everyone, please join our Patreon, patreon.com slash you're making it worse. But we were talking about how it becomes more challenging to make new friends as you get older. And Elliot actually informed us this weekend, Alan and I, that he is starting a book club. And uh, he told <laughs> Alan and I that we actually were not invited to this book club, which was a little hard to hear at first. But he ultimately just said he was looking to spread his wings. And so as a result, we wanted to make an announcement to our listeners that if you're interested in joining Elliot's book club, all you have to do is go to his Instagram <laughs> and there's a form that you can fill out. I actually, in fact, I actually have one right here. Um, oh, weird. It's actually four pages long, but um, it's just, you know, simple questions. Let's see what's on there. Uh, name, age, height, weight, hair color, eye color. <laughs> Do you have any facial hair, body hair, color of body hair? Are you open to shaving? Do you have any piercings? What's your shoe size, chest measurement, waist, inseam, length, girth, okay. How much can you bench? Are you vaccinated for monkeypox? Do you enjoy being tickled? Are you allergic to leather, latex, or silicon? What is your safe word? What is your safe word? How many hours a week do you spend flogging? Are you open to being recorded? And of course, what is your favorite? Are you open to being recorded? So guys, if you want to join his book club, please go to his Instagram, follow, follow Elliot on Instagram, subscribe to our podcast. What's what's my handle again? What do you call it? Legs in the air or something. (laughs) (laughs) Your only your only fans pages is onlyfans.com slash legs in the air. Oh, and what Uh, else can they do, Brent? What else can they do? Oh, they should rate rate us. (laughs) Give us ratings, right, Alan? Oh my God! Give us yes, guys. The most important thing before five stars is is literally the one thing that will help our podcast more (laughs) than anything. 
is rating, yeah. giving us a nice little rating and maybe leaving Rate a little bit of a review that says something nice about Brent because he has a fragile ego. Well, <laughs> so you know, I don't read any of the ratings and Alan reads all of them. So yeah. if yeah. if you want to rag on Alan, go right ahead. No, I'm just well, I'll rag on you now Alan because you read reviews, not ratings. But yes, go ahead. <laughs> that was what I said. Uh, my mistake. So back to business, guys. Let's get serious here. Um, so there, there was uh, a Democrat has count. So, you know, in Nebraska right now, Republicans are attacking drag queens and a Democrat has countered this, um, uh, it's happening across the country legislation. Yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. But a Democrat has, uh, countered this proposed legislation with a call to ban church youth camps, which <laughs> garnered a lot of headlines this week that I didn't love instantly but if you read her rationale it's 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 i think a perfectly fair and good point so democrat nebraska senator state senator megan hunt has proposed an amendment to a homophobic anti-drag bill which would ban uh, her amendment would ban church youth groups or as she puts it quote religious indoctrination camps she says it's been done simply she said she she's basically trying to make this make a simple a point, point. Uh, the absurdity of the continuous attempts by Republican lawmakers in the U.S. to impose cruel restrictions on the LGBTQ plus co community. Um, so <clears throat> the Democrat, Megan, she's already admitted that she just proposed this um, uh, in the bill uh, that will not pass. Uh, in her proposal, she calls out the, quote, sexual abuse perpetrated by religious leaders at such camps, saying, quote, abusers within churches use them to gain the trust of victims. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty bold for Nebraska. And, what, what, and it's like a bold, real thing. Even if she's just making like making a point, it's like she's calling out something that's pernicious and like yeah. super invasive. And, and, and that religion. is more evasive I mean, than and, what the Republicans are saying about drag queen story hours. Right. Yes. Oh, for, yeah, 100%. I think that's sort of, that's the challenge is that the headline is sort of jarring. Even for an atheist, I was like, oh, yikes. That's a, that's an intense, an intense headline to read. Someone's trying to ban church youth groups. That's the problem. And then you read the rationale and you're like, oh, you know, I mean, that's, yeah. It's a, but see, that's just point. It. That's really, you really hit, I think, the nail on the head there in that it, no, I always the, the headline is absurd and the headline is made to evoke anger. And the problem is, the headlines about a lot of these absurd drag queen bills and banning drag performances and everything in states mm -hmm. across the country is not reading as absurd and jarring to so many people. It's reading as sort of, oh, what the crazy Republicans are doing, almost expected. And mm -hmm. it's shocking to hear someone banning church youth groups because, of course, you don't want the government infringing on how a church does what they right. do. That's an absurd thing and it's jarring to us. So why isn't right. it as jarring to hear that Republicans or any government body wants to ban a private show of a drag show be it for children or be it for, for adults? Like, like that's an absurd is bill it, that is, our political leaders is, are spending money on doing, putting through Congress. I don't but it says um, a, lot of, a large portion of bills attempt to, to define drag as adult entertainment with some essentially seeking to ban musicals and parts of Shakespeare as a result of their definitions of drag. I, I don't, I don't fully understand what that means. Like, is the idea that, I mean, obviously they're going, Republicans have been, you know, focusing on drag queen story hours, which has caused there to be drag shows. Yeah. Tell, what, 
actual just drag shows like the actual business of drag shows like drag brunch so there's drag yes so drag brunch if it is if children or anyone underage is allowed into a drag brunch or let's say this you know like the club that we were talking about on our patreon you can listen to the segment oh we were talking about it you can listen to a show that we brent and i went to or not brent uh elliot and i went to sorry brent um where it was an 18 and up bar and that could also go fall under a lot of these sort of proposals in that there are people who aren't necessarily underage but who are still teenagers being able to be mm-hmm. at a space where it is 18 and up but yet because they're in the presence of what these people are calling adult entertainment because they think a drag queen is sexualized in some way it is a perverted sexual act in their view that then is is a threat to children or people under age or teenagers and it's and it's happening in lots of weird little areas. There's a, there's one bar, a great, great, great bar in Miami that has legendary drag brunches where there's there's a video of a queen sort of like, you know, dropping from the ceiling onto the ground, doing splits and all these great things. And they do so many insane shows. It's a wonderful place in Miami. And the governor, Ron DeSantis, is focuses his attention on that bar because yeah, children, it's a it's a restaurant. Children can go for brunch and then they can bring, you know, the families. And there's nothing sexual about it, but because it is a non-cisgendered woman in an outfit that may or may not be revealing to some, then somehow that is a sexual deviant that then is putting a child in danger. That's their rationale, which is absurd because it's literally separating types of people and saying, you don't belong here. What you do is wrong. Does it sound like what happened in parts of Europe at some point? What you're doing is wrong and you aren't allowed to practice that. You aren't allowed to do that because you are a deviant. It's it's disgusting what's happening. Yeah, I don't disagree. It's just, it's weird to me that like then, but then that argument also is confusing to me because I'm like, I don't understand. I guess I'm at, we're at this point where it's like, it feels like all the, uh, like the there's like a three-pronged argument here where it's like drag queen story hour is essentially just like drag queens reading books to kids that that's that's all it is a kid going to a being brought to a drag brunch could be considered it's not sexual but the material could be you know technically adult but That shouldn't be monitored by Ron DeSantis. You can oh. almost certainly take your 10-year-old kid to a, a shooting range and right, right. give them a, or, a Tommy gun or, or to a movie or to let them have access to a tablet with the internet on it or maybe Twitter or right. anything else. Fucking TikTok. TikTok is yes, full of exactly. beheading videos. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So like it's it's and that's just it, is that they're targeting certain groups of people. They don't care about the rest. They don't care about the dangers of TikTok or the internet or what parents let their kids do, or even frankly, the church youth groups and what happens on some of these church youth groups, the horrible things that have happened with religious organizations. And they don't care about that because it's, again, like I said on, I think last week or the week before, it is just a means of getting people angry on the left and the right to bring out voters so that they will vote for that particular candidate. They don't care what it does to a full swath of a community. It seems also, also, yeah, I mean, it just seems like a, to me, it seems like a wasteful argument or a waste, a wasteful focus, like, as drag continues to get bigger and bigger, should I, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel almost surprised that they chose that Republicans were like, yeah, yeah, drag, like, let's focus on upending that when it's like super popular versus they can't focus on gay marriage anymore. 
yeah focus on there's so many and abortion is now a settled thing unfortunately and so they can't focus on that anymore so now they're just like checking off the box of the freak show in their eyes that they can focus on and get people angry about but you know the the culture wars are are you know we haven't we haven't lost a long-term battle in the culture wars in in quite some time so but that unfortunately means a lot of you know regular people will still be um, regular in- wow how <laughs> dare you <No>. wow <laughs> not even joking uh, today we're joined by dusty childers dusty you're a friend but i wouldn't know exactly how to describe you because you're a teacher you're an educator you're an artist you're a stylist you do so many things Style icon. Even, well the guys can even see your apartment right now it's so um colorful and and there's yeah. so much going on. What? How would you describe yourself? I don't even know how to de- what describe exactly what you do. Well, I would describe myself as smiling. Thank you so much for that <laughs> intro. Um, I don't know. I'm, um, as my father would say, a jack of all trades and um, masterful at a lot of them. You know. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's nice. Oh. <laughs> You're able to use like jack and master in the same sentence without giggling a little bit. I applaud. Jack Master, my porn name. Uh, that's my <laughs> OF. um yeah i don't know i i just do uh, as i like to say i'm just always trying to keep myself interested in myself so whatever Mm -hmm. makes that Mm -hmm. happen is kind of my mo so i'm I'm always searching for the next uh you know the next thing that's gonna make me like feel interested in waking up in the morning i mean to to encapsulate you are current your face is framed by what i could only describe as flowers that seem like they're muppets like felt. like felt felt flowers flowers no they're actually really they're actually just the most gorgeous like little they're shimmery they're like shimmery like like a ball bush or something i was actually taking my daughter to um get a uh massage she had a mm-hmm. procedure mm-hmm. an procedure and, and to do massage afterwards and that was the, the best the best dollar store i've ever been to in my life was way deep <laughs> queens and so it was really it was really worth it was really worth the journey. I mean, I wanted to spend time with her in general, but like I must have spent a hundred dollars at that dollar store and I bought like a oh. Subaru full of majestic <laughs> shit. And so I'm just really excited about these Sherbert colored balls. Isn't there something <laughs> isn't there something great about I mean, I love a dollar store. Isn't there something oh. great about buying so much shit you probably do not need from a dollar store and then like going home and you have a friend over and then they 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 mention something you bought at the dollar store and then you ha- you get excited to tell them you got it at the yeah. dollar store. Oh yeah. No, I'm I'm totally into it. I was just at a Valentine's making party with my friend and he was just hemming and hawing about like this this gay who was like, "Oh my god, the the meatballs are from Target. Can you believe it?" You know, it's like always that. That's like the I mean, if you're not that It's like, kind "Yes, of gay, we can believe it, by the way." Yeah. Now they were fucking delicious. Not that wild. But well, I mean, you know, but like, you know, it's one of those things. Like, may I, may I never stop hanging out with gays that are like, can you believe it? Can yeah. You, the can only you thing, believe it? The only <laughs> thing that I'm over is when people are like, can you believe it's already February? And it's like, well, that's how time works. We do, we do this every year, guys. <laughs> it's yes, it is February. I will say this though, Alan. When I go to a dollar store, I I do the opposite. I I love a dollar store. Uh, but I will only go to buy things that I normally would buy, like tin foil. 
that are like plastic bags. Oh well, yeah. Things that like you're actually like, oh, I saved like eight dollars today by buying these things here as opposed to at Target or Yeah, or, but you also have to get store. like the weird off-brand Doritos just to see what it's about. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're often, I, I find that their candy is much fresher at a dollar store. There's a oh, higher turnover. That's a, of, that's a curveball. Right. So, you know, they have their own sort of brand, like, of gummy stuff, you know, probably yeah. made in the exact same factories. I have no idea, but I'm obsessed yeah. with, um, that's like the last aisle for me is the candy just like pile it on. Actually, actually part of my process is going to the dollar store first if I'm making something for someone or making something oh. for so it's always like, and I'm always going in, you know, Christmas time. I'm always looking for like, what's going to become the next, um, the next headpiece, what's going to become the next, sure. you know, and I just sort of stockpile it in a way. And then like, yeah. sometimes it'll be like three or four years before I use it. Yeah. Uh, in, a, in a 500 square foot apartment, it's really, <laughs> really, yeah. well, you teeter totter on like, you know, it's a playful hoard. It's yeah. like, a, it's like hoarding, but like very chic, you know. Mm -hmm. That's something so. I wanted to ask you, like because you you are like Elliot was saying, you're you're a stylist, a style icon. Like you 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 have a very colorful style to you. And do you? How did you? Because I think for a lot of people, myself included, there's there's sort of like a journey to feeling comfortable in the style and the clothes that you wear, and feeling confident, especially if they're quote unquote loud. How do you like? How did you get to a place where you felt confident in the clothes that you wear? Mm -hmm. Good question. Um, well, as a kid, I was obsessed with uh, Adina Monsoon from mm. you know, Jennifer Saunders' character from AbFab. Yes, and I was like, I really, one of these days, if I, if I, if I actually get to like follow any kind of a dream, that was the dream, you know, looking like her. And so one day. I was just like, well, what's stopping me from doing that? Like, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Just like, well, what? I was always sharp. Let's let's get real. I was always sharp. <laughs> always an impeccable color sense. My mother was just like, my mother would like, she was never mad at me unless I was like, the only time she was ever mad at me was like when my like colors were not vibing the right way for her. You know, right, like it's like, right. you know, she taught me at a very early age. Like, you know, people were like, oh, this is orange and that's orange. She's like, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> sure. We learned about like what the cast of, of a color, you know, yeah. was. And so it's like, you know, this is like a blue orange and this is more of a, you know, a green orange. And you're like, what's, you know, how do you discern the difference? And so even this morning I was putting on all this red stuff and I was like, is it vibrating the right way? Because my mother is yeah. just like overlording me yeah. Um, yeah. from a distance. But um, no. So yeah, Adina uh, Monsoon. And one day I was like, yeah, like what? Maybe it'll keep me from getting laid. Uh, what, all the colors? Let's just roll the, let's just roll the dice. Well, yeah. gay men have such, well, people have such a limited imagination, yes. I feel like. And so, especially men who are, who are horny. So it's kind of, <laughs> kind, of a, kind of a thing where you're like, well, you know what? I'm already niche. You know, she's, you know, I was, um, I was, you know, um, a pioneer woman of the chub <laughs> revolution, you know, I was okay. there with my Conestoga wagon hunting, like, uh -huh. you know, the Oregon trail of it all, you know, yeah. being a fat girl before it was a thing, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, they were always fat homosexuals, but like, you know, now they're like, you know, now they have Instagram accounts with like 50,000 followers. And I'm like, right. 
Well, I guess if I was just like shirtless and dumb, then and I don't know if they're all dumb. Sure, yeah. they're some yeah, pro- probably most of them are dumb. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm like, oh god, it's like, um, but no, sorry, circling back. Yeah, I was just like, fuck it, like, yeah, it's already, yeah. it's already like a, uh, it's already yeah. tough, tough getting laid, and so yeah. like, let's just make it more tough. Let's just put a little hurdle there. Um, yeah, it's it's funny because the other day I was I was walking in downtown. And our, you know, downtown dear, LA, downtown Los Angeles. That's correct. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And, and enter, enter joke here. Um, I was, uh, you know, our dear friend Alan has a very distinct vibe. And I was walking, I was just like leaving the gym and I saw a straight guy who was dressed exactly like you <laughs> in like long flowing silks. Oh, you, I love shorts on. And I, I legit was like, I got to get a picture of this guy, but he was actually weirdly menacing looking enough that I was like, no, I, I, I don't. Oh, you were downtown Los Angeles. So I wasn't downtown Los Angeles. Was straight. Uh, I think cause he scared me. Um, <laughs> okay. So he was a straight man masquerading. I mean, no, not masquerading. Scott, straight yeah. man having a fantasy, doing a thing. Could <sighs> yeah, have been a true. burner, you know, yeah. that's always the but, thing. That's one of my things that makes me, it makes me bristle. What is a bur- oh like a like a like a burning burner. man person? Yeah, a burner. Yeah. Oh <laughs> now they always listen, never, never turn down the invitation to a burner party because they have the best, they have money, honey. They have money. Yeah. So it's like, girl, it's gonna be some good alcohol. There's gonna turn be down the invitation alcohol. to burning man because no one needs that much dust in their face for a week. Hey, no, yeah, you need loves much it. dust. You need this kind of dust, but not that kind of dust. Now, yeah. I have one of my best friends fucking <laughs> did a job interview for a, uh, a company we don't speak of, mm-hmm. but ended up, <laughs> they they called him randomly. He was at Burning Man, and they were like, we really need to do one last interview before you get the job. So he went into the cab of a truck. Oh, that's funny. And did a phone interview in his underwear and was trying to take notes like a piece of paper, and that he was sweating so much that the notes were literally like, oh. like, like off the page. And he was like, "I almost had a heat stroke, but oh, now he wow. makes, like, but now he makes like close to two hundred thousand dollars a year, so it's all oh, good." Oh fuck but, off! But he, I, I, no, I but you know, he did the interview at Burning Man. I just thought that was so cute. I was that like, really oh, Dusty, I want to circle back to what you were saying before because there is something I think really to that. This sort of like. You know, there's this there's a standard sort of attire that most I think queer men specifically are are the standard of what you're supposed to wear the grinder guy the scruff guy whatever it is you know the beard the tight shell necklace shirt yes. no not the frosted tips but you know what I'm saying there is that type that is sort of like what is attractive and that's what they put on TV and the ads and everything and even the HIV AIDS ads it's like you have to look like this. And if I had a dollar for every one of my friends who shows up in an HIV AIDS ad. <laughs> I'm like, it's always the situation. I'm like, oh, hey, bro, like, I hope they gave you the coin, honey. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's. That's very funny. I love, I'm obsessed. But so if you deviate up. from that, there is this sort of like, it's like you're existing on this planet, and if you are out in the bars looking to hook up and to date and whatever, you really are in this sort of niche. It's like it's it's almost like the femme. It's like back in the day when we talked about sort of mask and femme and how like the femme guys. Now there's sort of a a, a renaissance of you know accepting femme men and and appreciating and applauding. But like it wasn't always like that. And there it's it is sort of how do you navigate that world? It's hard. I mean, you just have to. I have a dear friend named Joey who I came home one night and I was like devastated 
because I went to this uh, nowhere bar in in Brooklyn. I'm not in Brooklyn in Manhattan. Yeah. You said this bear party called Buddies. Yes. Yeah. And I went to Buddies. I would would I like would kind of torture myself and go to Buddies and um just you know in the off on the off chance that someone would like you know and this is back when I was like a lot more a little bit more dapper okay. uh, before I'd really done the, the full swan were you, dive. Were you still with Were you with Shane at this point? Your partner? This was prior. This is okay. prior. But um, I came home and I was just like, oh, my God, I was just so upset. And he was like, he was an Internet friend at the time. It was so hot. um, Still so hot. But um, he was like, you know, some people go into the grocery store looking for like a red delicious apple and they go in and they buy a bag full of them. And that's their journey. And then he's like, and some people are looking for like the golden kiwi that like only mm-hmm. shows up like, you know, once once a week each year. Yeah. And he's like. You just have to, that's, those are the people that you're looking for. Yeah. Those are the people that you'll find. And so, you know, whatever. Uh, as someone who loves quantity, uh, <laughs> it's hard because it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you have to, I, I every time I pack for a trip, I'm going to Mexico City in a week. And I'm like setting aside, like, here's like two or three trade shirts to like sort of wear to like, mm-hmm. if I'm going to like, uh, if I'm going to like a, um, a sex store, like a DVD store or something, or if I'm going to like, you know, a dark room or something, like I have like the jeans yeah. and I have the like cut off. Cause you don't, want, sure. you don't yeah. want fringe in a dark room that could get messy. <laughs> I mean, I've done it plenty of times, but like, you know, just like, just people get like, again, they're like, I don't, I always say like, as soon as you, as soon as I take my clothes off, I'm like a bear fantasy. Okay. Like dot com, like, so, so hot, so hairy. Um, but you know, it's like, you have just like to see past the, like, yeah, yeah. you know, like it's, you know, does Brent know what trade is? Yeah. No. Yes, you do. You know what trade is. Tra- like, uh, like, no, he's not. learn a trade. Yeah. No. Oh God, Brent. Like, oh, you're, you're gay? <laughs> yes. You don't know what trade means? No. What does trade mean? Trade is my life. Wait, Martha Plimpton in Pecker, which is such an underrated. What are any of these things? (laughs) Pecker is a movie. Pecker is a movie movie. starring Edward Edward Furlong. Furlong, yeah, Furlong, yeah, from American History X. That uh, and and Pet Cemetery. Um, but he he's in a movie, and uh, what's her name? Lily. Um, uh, not Alan. Um, oh God, Tomlin. Oh, she she was in. Six feet under, Lily Taylor. Sure, Lily Taylor. Yes, Lily Taylor. Anyway, Pecker. Pecker's about a small town boy who becomes a famous photographer, and his sister, Mark, played play by Martha Plimpton, who is a genius, who is in ET. Uh-huh. Uh huh. She works at the gay bar, and so she her thing that she screams is "Trade is my life." <laughs> Um, <laughs> but I still don't. No, but what no, is no, it mean? Pecker, it's like, okay. like when okay. you walk so into a bar, when you walk into a bar, and like you're the one the guys look at. Everyone wants to be you. Your trade. It's like on Drag Race. Yeah. Trade. Oh. Uh, it just means hot, hot men. Hot. Yeah. No, oh, okay. no, 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 no. Rough, rough trade was like. I mean, I'm not like a hist- historian, a gay historian. So someone will be listening to this and be like, someone from the Tom of Finland Foundation <laughs> will write in and be like, I'm sorry, no, you're using that out of context. But Rough Trade was always the boys who were, were like, kind of like down at heel, like um, like straight guys who were like trade. Like you, oh. were, like you were trade, you were like Rough Trade, like a Jean Genet kind of character where you're like, you're like, well, I'm not really kind of gay for pay, but like, 
boys who worked on the docks or something that like also yeah. turned tricks. It's, it's still trade. Like it's like a very thing. It was like someone you were sexual with. Mm-hmm. And, now, sexual and now trade means trade means that you you're hot. You're like a hot boy kind of like okay. but like a little bit rough around the edges. I think people use it out of context, which is perfectly fine. But like yeah, yeah. rough trade is like a whole because moment. most people right. okay. most people well, listening who are like Brent probably only know it from drag race when they say trade right. of the season, which trade is the, the hottest queen or the hottest queen out of drag of the season or whatever. Yeah. The boy, yeah, the yeah. boy, the more most boy looking one. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah, I'm still like confused. Kind of- but but I do have some more <laughs> questions. Um Ask. you mentioned you mentioned two very contradictory terms. You talked about having a daughter, and you also talked about having a five hundred square foot uh, apartment. So, so do you have a daughter? Part. Yeah, this is my daughter Charlene. Uh she's um she's like um I mean, you know, just you have like you have kids. I don't know. I mean, I do. <laughs> I you know, like I don't have time for pets, but I have time for kids, you know. Like, <laughs> she's wait, you need, Brent needs wait, to understand. Yeah, I, she's I not to... she's not his biological daughter. Well, okay. I mean, if you ask her, <laughs> she would say that I am. So Charlene like, I, incarnate is your you call her your daughter. daughter. But she's around the same age as you. As you. And oh, okay. She's younger. She's younger. She's younger. <laughs> but no, she's, she's not. Just, I mean, she's my is... daughter. I mean, what are you gonna do? It's like I don't. You know, like I guess. I mean, whatever. Um, chosen family is a scenario, but like, yes. okay. You know, like, okay. It's like, no, it's like you know, like we met each other, and it was like, oh, I'm a, you know, like, I, right. I want you spiritually. To be my Right. Mm-hmm. Spiritually, yeah, yeah. Like, it's kind of like drag yeah. daughter. It's like the there's the drag mother and then there's the drag, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, yeah. I thought it might have something to do with that, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got something, Frank. God, you got that. I'm glad I'm a connector. I did, I got uh, that. I got, got that, it. absolutely. Got it. Um, so you kind of look like Steve a little bit, Steve That's <laughs> not a flattering comparison, but thank you. No, no, very unflattering com- comparison. If this were Jackass, you're the Steve <laughs> All right. Well, I, actually, Sivo sure is hot to be like. Yeah, I'm not I would just say saying that. To, I would say uh, he is. Ah, uh, totally hot. Brent's yeah. more Grecian. Brent's got more of a Grecian, um, handsome, uh, statuesque look than than Steve. Are you tall? How tall? I'm five ten. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not trying to be dismissive. It's just like this whole thing about like yeah. you know, because you look really lanky, but we're also truncated. I'm very yeah. tall. Yeah, I'm tall, and I'm now wearing. Uh, I'm obsessed with wearing these fucking sandals that are two inches. Oh, not because they make me taller, but they're really comfortable. But like, I've just been bopping around here, girl, like living my like true six five. Yeah, we, yeah. I'm like, bitch, I'm now I want like stacks. Is that I want, technically like, a kitten heel? <laughs> no, a kitten heel is just tiny. She's yeah, like a, a little like, just like an inch. Well, Got a kitten it. heel is also the sh- the sort of like it's also a shape, but we don't yeah. want to get into the weeds about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I need more letters from, from Tom's of Finland folks uh <laughs> writing well, in about uh, let's talk a little bit about the shawl. I was introduced to you. Because of the shawl, a short film, um, a short animated film um, that did really well at Sundance a few years ago and caused somewhat of a stir. Um, it became sort of a, a a darling. And you're not a filmmaker. You 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 just kind of. Well, why don't you explain what the shawl is? I'm not. I'm not a filmmaker. Uh, allegedly. No. Allegedly. <laughs> um, I've made some films. Um, 
and not perverted ones. You know, not I was just thinking the ones you text. Uh, <laughs> <I don't... laughs> yeah. I'm a public figure. No, um, yeah. So the shawl is a short, a short animated documentary. It's the category that falls under, and it's about a concert, a Stevie Nicks concert that I went to with uh, my dear boy Shane Shane, my Shane O'Neill. Okay, uh, and you know, it's just a funny little. A funny little slice of life moment about um, queer witchery and it's just adorable. Well, you didn't. This, the story is not about you going with Shane. It, it's how you you two met um, at that concert, correct? No, no, no. We met in Tennessee. Oh. at a little secret spot in Tennessee. No, no, no. We didn't meet there. No, that's a cute story. Um, <laughs> who will I meet? At? I'm going to see Stevie Nicks and Billy Joel. Hello. Oh, oh nice. Baltimore. Oh, wow. Waters. Um, yeah, no, anyway, sorry. Uh, I'm just Stevie Nicks does look, look, Stevie Nicks does have a I've always thought of her as sort of like a queer icon in a weird sort of like, like, yeah, low key way because it's not like she's like a Madonna, Lady Gaga, etc. She's like. She's like for the queer that like gets it the 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 subversive queer the alt queer the you know what well, I mean. I mean Stevie Nicks right well I don't I mean I think it's pretty well it's become more mainstream the love of Stevie Nicks yes. uh, thanks to you know uh, she's finally getting her just desserts yeah she's had um, a good three or four decades yeah she's doing all right well TikTok five she's had some time Fleetwood Mac uh, got yeah, one big I on mean, TikTok in like 2020 and that and it. It re it sort of I don't know if I wouldn't say it necessarily like rebirthed the a love for Stevie Nicks, but it certainly it, it it because of that TikTok video that went viral, it began that or or based it oh, basically followed in the rubric video. of uh, yeah oh but, yeah and it followed in the rubric of like Lil Nas X where a song became huge on TikTok and because yeah. of that weird video with like the skateboarder or whatever yeah dog was dog, dog, was, man um I love him he had the and he actually got it he uh, they. What's it called? Ocean, Ocean spray. spray. They bought him yeah. a truck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because the sales spike so much. Um, but Stevie Nicks was great because, well, she got really popular in the queer meme world because of her appearance on Ryan Murphy's American Horror Story. Um, not Salem, the witch, the witch one, whatever that season was, and that was like a lot of that season was Love about. It. Coven, th- was it Coven? Yeah, Coven. And it was, it was, it, a lot of that season was based around like Stevie Nicks sort of witchery music. Mm, yeah. A lot of well, that. She shows up, she shows uh, up and she sings. I mean, listen here, any, any homosexual who watched Practical Magic, yes. there are two Stevie Nicks songs on Practical Magic. Okay. Period. Okay. So there's where it really started for a lot of kids my age i mean i my father listened to fleetwood max so i'm i'm og with that but like and i feel like a lot of people a lot of people had parents who were listening to fleetwood Mac. Oh, absolutely so stevie of course rest in peace christy mcvee but you know stevie nicks is the one like she's like i mean come on she's the i mean she's it right yeah um uh, and now honey she's doing that song oh could you see the did you see your Instagram post with her and Dolly Parton? Just the backs no. of their heads. No. Are they doing so Dolly Parton? Dolly Parton is doing a rock album because, you know, she got yeah. inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And so she was like, she tried to give it back. She was like, no, give it to somebody else. And they're like, no, it's all about, you know, we're giving it to you. So she's like, well, just to make good on this, I'm going to do this album. And so, so it's so it's Stevie, the back of Stevie's head and the back of Dolly's head. 
Hmm. Uh, just you know, their wig is wig, wig, right? And my my friend Vivian sent me a zoom in, and and it's like the back of like you could just barely see Dolly's shoulder, and yeah. she's wearing like a flannel, like a ruffled flannel, and she was like, "Oh, honey, it's that's the tell," which is the yes. whole whole so thing about Dolly being, you know. So, do you think that? Um, do you believe that she's a, a lesbian because she? You do because she because she her husband sort of has been hidden from plain sight forever. She has a best friend she travels Probably. with, I believe. You know, she's got the tattoos Judy, lined up and Judy down Vogel. her arms. Yeah, Judy so Vogel is the woman's name. I and love if you, you know watch, if you oh baby, come on. Well, this is the thing. This is all I ever needed to know. Okay, I'm going to go on record about this, and Dolly Parton's people can send me a cease and desist. <laughs> but it's it's the situation. So if you go to Dollywood, which I've been to many, many times, I went as a child. So like talk about OG faggotry, right? Um, like obsessed. Now, now, you know, the gays are all making the sojourn to Dollywood. It's very good. The rides are incredible. Yeah. The shows are great. Yeah. But um, they have her old uh tour van. Okay. Yeah. So you can go and tour the tour van. And two things that stuck out to me were <laughs> were so you go and there's like she Dolly Dolly travels with a very small band. So she only has the three person band and herself. Mm-hmm. But she plays all these instruments. And then she also does a she's very forthright about it. She was like, there's she does a, a backing track with a few more instruments to fill in. Because you know, she's she's shrewd. She's not she's not gonna travel with like a five person, ten person situation. Anyways, so there's the bunks for the like drummer and the guitar player, right? And then there's this really nice bed and they go and they say on the tour, the, the two people that were giving us the tour, they're like, well, this is where Judy sleeps. This is Judy. This is Dolly's best friend. It's like right out. They're like, you know, she's right outside of Dolly's bedroom. Hmm. And huh. they're, very, very, they're very, very close is what they say. Interesting. So that's one thing. Okay. And then in that, in Dolly's bedroom, which is huge, it's bigger than my bedroom um, on the bus. There's all there's all these butterfly. Uh, this was a couple years ago. There's all these butterfly perfume bottles, and I go, excuse me. I was like, these are Mariah Carey's perfume bottles, and, and they go, they go. Well, Dolly does not wear these perfumes, but she loves butterflies, and so she she has the perfume bottles because she thinks they're really pretty. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh my god! And then sure enough. Dolly's perfume came out and she has a fucking, of course, a butterfly on the top. Wait, why, why does that read lesbian to you? That's no, not the lesbian part. No, oh, but oh. like, but the Judy part, like they're very, very close. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then if you watch this most recent, um, this most recent Christmas movie, because you know, she's always doing these Christmas yeah, movies. Watch. She had a person playing the person playing Judy. Right. And it's this whole fucking thing. And then in the one about her childhood, she cast this young girl, like it's young Dolly. And then Judy Vogel is like the hero of the story. Like yeah. Judy is the one who, like when she was being made fun of, right. Judy's the best friend that like, I mean, it's every single one of the movies is like Judy, 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 yeah. Judy, Judy. It's I mean, like I, hear whole thing. That. I hear that Dusty, but I have to say, I do think that she's a lot like Supreme Court Justice Elena Kagan. She has no sexuality. <laughs> She's married to her work. She's married to her treatment and to her fans, and she has no sexuality. I have I have heard from several sources that will go nameless that she on the weekends 
It's a it's a short hair underneath that wig, honey. And she's out on the back of a Harley, honey. We talking Ellen McKagan now? We talking? Yeah, Alan we're still talking about. Dolly, Dolly, Dusty. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm. Yeah. I'm just. I don't know. I mean, and these are people that have been in her home and stuff. Yeah, for her. sure. I mean, whatever. But, Live her life. She can do whatever the fuck she wants to because she's Dolly Parton. She's incredible. Exactly. Like, she's, and, she's such a special person, and I, I hope that she, yeah. you know, has all the love in her life. And she's, if she's, if she's, you know, elbow yeah. deep in puss or whatever she wants yeah. to be. She elbow deep in Mariah Carey perfume <laughs> bottles. If that's her sexuality, then that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, like I don't okay. care. But I just think it's cool. It's cool to have the myth, you know. It is cool I mean, to have so, the myth. It is a fun. I think it's, it's a fun uh, little, yeah, meta meta narrative to have. But Dusty, thank you so much for being here. I feel like I know we could, I could talk to you for <laughs> forever. <laughs> I love, it. I love I think, that you're like we got to wrap it a, up, girls. No, you no, need a podcast. Do. Truly, you are a podcast. Uh, um, where can Dusty, people find you online? I'm at Duddy Lynn. The only <laughs> social media I have is D-U-D-U-D-D-Y-L-Y-N-N. And you'll see me with the little back. It's my hairy back. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's awesome. It's some lingerie. It's some lingerie. <laughs> it's honey. I know you did a whole bit about it. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Dusty. Thanks, Of Dusty. course. And another thing. So recently, unfortunately, a, a good friend of mine was diagnosed with cancer. Um, and, uh, you know, this is obviously going to be difficult and, um, you know, a, a real challenge. But basically, I put together a group, a text chain, to essentially to, to help um, manage his care and, you know, tr- basically all the logistics that go into, um, you know, making sure that he can can take all this stuff on. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> my mom, who does not listen to this podcast, <laughs> was, you know, devastated, of course, by the news mm-hmm. and asked to be um to be brought into the the group. Mm-hmm. The text chain. <laughs> yes. Okay. So sounds like a mistake, but go ahead. So I'm yeah, I'm I'm curious if you, why would you why would you think that was a mistake <laughs> i mean i i mean you know i loved your mom no no i know uh, I, I i'm just I, totally. I, I don't literally mean it would be a mistake but i would imagine if it's like between you and your friend and a couple other friends i yeah. would guess that like the mom would just kind of muddy the waters a bit so he's not on the chain this is like separate this is like uh me but and even like then you want to manage i've always thought this like yeah i get that it's separate and it should be because as someone who's had cancer, you don't want to hear all of that. It's a, a very stressful thing to hear that anyone's either trying to do something for. It's just, it's a lot of stress. This is all to keep the new, to keep him from having to yeah. deal with and as, as fo- much as possible. Keep him mm-hmm. focused on what he has to be focused on. Exactly. Most important thing. Um, but you, and this is for me, like even when I had cancer and I had to deal with my mother and sort of the decision of if I'm going to go home or not and all of it. And mm-hmm. there's a different relationship and a different sort of reaction that parents have to someone getting cancer than a friend group. A friend group is concerned with your whole being, meaning you as a person. The, the friend group in, in a weird way is able to sort of knows you in a whole sense more than your parents do because your parents, sure, they've known you since you were a kid, but they... They know you in a parental way, which is yeah. different from how your friend knows you. And he can tell you things that he can't tell, you know, his family and other things, yeah. whatever. And 
So I had to then tell my mother, I'm not going to go home to do treatment because I don't want to be near my mother during treatment because right. I knew it would drive me insane. And but also there's a difference in healthcare between California and Missouri. Of course. Yes. <laughs> but well, I mean, healthcare is great in Missouri, but the affordability of it is not. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it, it, so having a mother involved, like you want to have that be a separate relationship. You want to have that yeah. be a separate task that only you deal with her in relation mm -hmm. to him and not the friends, if that makes sense. So what happened, Elliot? Well, I, I brought her into the group <laughs> and <laughs> and it's just it, it it was not by any means disastrous but like everybody in the group is uh you know a older professional these are a lot of um uh the friends of his mom who you know off in an in an awful you know coincidence passed from cancer last year and so they've been huge support they've been a huge support system for our friend yeah um and so they're sort of picking up where we left off essentially and just trying to do the same thing my mom is i think because she's a little she's treated it more emotion with more emotion yes. was like sent her famous her her, her communication skills over text are famously triggering to me because she sends screenshots of pictures uh -huh. or she'll crop and doesn't know what she's doing and for whatever reason it makes me mental mm -hmm. um but she sent screenshots of cancer support groups that exist on facebook oh. to the group okay. <laughs> and was and wrote like on fb because she speaks in like bulletins yeah she yeah. speaks like in, in like news bulletins that's how she just by nature just talks on uh, in through like texts and Tech, stuff. Yeah. And immediately I was just like, Oh fuck. Like nobody wants or, this. But did they say, I don't think they have that reaction to her. Like they don't have the same reaction to her that you do because yours is also emotional. Mine is emotional. Yeah. So I'm, so I'm yes. And I'm wondering if, no, you, I don't, I, I don't think that's what you think. I don't think that's the reason to kick someone off. I think especially because it's good natured. I mean, if, yeah. if like, I mean, maybe there's a world in which I, there are lots of things I consider myself, you know, you know, fairly thoughtful in my social interactions, but I learned a lot about what you don't want to hear when you're going through cancer from yes. my good friend, H. Allen Scott, who had cancer. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but, but like, maybe you could have a chat with her at one point to be like, Hey, just don't say oh, X, Y, or Z. Well, yeah. And then, and then if, she, if she defies that, then maybe you could kick her off. But I think something that's a little like, not even tone death, just a little like, um, silly like that is, yeah. I don't think that's a big deal. But also, I will say you guys have both of you just from my experience have are very adept at knowing how, probably because you just know me, but you know how to communicate this situation with this yes. person you especially Ellie, you'll you'll know because he's your friend you know him for a long time but you know not to harp you know not to Correct. focus on the the thing that doesn't want to be focused on or give the the pamphlets and the support groups and all the things because it is literally the most stressful thing even yeah. managing or trying to get answers for what you want to get answers to and there are no answers for any of it correct like, you guys were very good about basically just leaving me the fuck alone until I was better and then I could get back to normal. And also, you know, making it clear that like whatever you need, yes, we are fully, we are mm. here, yeah. but there is no, you can't, 
you can't have the room to take on somebody else's anxiety about your situation. Yep. So the bad news is that my mom did send that screenshot to my friend. <gasps> the good news is that he was like, I, I get it. Like he, he gets, he, right. I mean, he right. gets it. And even better news is that when I told my mom, she was like completely like, uh, oh, got it. Got it. Nope. Not, uh, I got it. I see my mistake and, and we'll yeah. pick up where we left off. But yeah. I will say I'm just I'm I'm careful. I'm being careful with this one. <laughs> Good. Yeah. And I do think that if I did delete her from the group, I don't think she'd know the difference. <laughs> well, but still. But you still see you still see that thing, right? Don't you yeah. like doesn't it? We do, but there's so, she misses oh. a lot. And 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 I'm I've tried to show her for years how to just Prop I mean, a photo that's native to your phone, and even that, she's still. <laughs> I, I, I've, t- I've showed my dad how to take a screen grab, just a screenshot with your phone, five thousand <laughs> times, and every fucking time he goes, "I didn't know you could do that." <laughs> it's, it's so funny because your dad is doing. The, your dad can't do it, and my mom only does it. Like yeah. literally, only takes yeah. screenshots also, of pictures. Like what's I, for me? I've gotten. I I think I I think my reaction to my mother's tech inabilities has caused her to be very scared of how yes. to interact with on the phone and Not so my mom <laughs> and that makes me really sad because there's even yeah. moments where she's like she'll she'll text me or call me to ask if she can comment on a photo oh my god that's oh, so cute wow. which i mean it's cute but it also is like it's because i was so harsh on her in the beginnings of technology because yeah. i was so frustrated that she didn't get it so i don't think it's a good thing to be hard on people for things that no, exactly. matter. These things don't mm-hmm. matter. None of it matters. The that's, thing on crop doesn't matter. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't matter. However, the bizarre, like upside down of it all is that somehow like that generation and their sort of their, their inability to be fully connective to like digital culture yeah. has upended democracy through Facebook. So like it sort of stumbled we sort of stumbled our way to being to democracy being upturned on this like now what feels archaic yeah. medium by people who don't even know how to use it correctly <laughs> but yeah. but here we are i love my mom <laughs> what would your aunt say what would your aunt ramona say about something she heard on today's show I- i'm filling out the form right now what should i put for girth <laughs> <laughs> um, my aunt Joanne would say, I don't like the way you talk about your mother. I'm telling her right now, everything, everything you said. <laughs> what about Aunt Anne? My Aunt Anne would say, well, just like Dusty, I am a mother and I'm the trade of the season. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's for Anitra. <laughs> I love Aunt Anne, but okay it's all that's rate and subscribe colby rate and subscribe and check out our patreon and check out elliot's only fans page (laughs) legs in the air a a very normal gay (laughs) 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 (laugh